Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And we are back. Uh, it's time. We've been sort of wasting our time not talking about the baseball season. And Adam Leach is here joining us. Maddie, um, early returns on on the uh, MLB season so far as we head into the Oscar, the All Star break, and home run derby tonight. Yeah, um, I mean, it's been fun. Like I think everybody. I think we talked a little bit about the changes around you know, pitch clock. Nobody's, I haven't heard the pitch clock mentioned once in two months. Like everybody moved on from it. It's like, it was the obsession. And now everybody's like, okay, it is what it is. Um, loved seeing Manfred get booed mercilessly. Every pick he announced last night at the draft. Cause he is an, he's a, he's a guy that deserves it. But I think like, it's nice to see, I was, I was looking at somebody, some of the guys who had like tough seasons last year have bounced back and have become like the superstars that they were. But the the overall prospect pool, which is something that I pen, pay a lot of attention to, hasn't been that strong. And I think I saw somebody saying the other day of their like top 50 prospects right now, eight or 10 of them just came from that draft that happened last night. So pitching has been like just generally dicey. Like every yeah. ace, every single pitcher, like Strider, Cole, McClanahan, all of them have hit a few bumps already along the way. So like I think they just like we're heading back into like juice ball status a little bit. Like pitchers are having a tough go of it, but I mean, it's more fun to watch. So it's been good. I haven't seen a full baseball game, but it seems like it's going well. <laughs> so um, our our resident expert here, friend of the show, Adam Leach. Adam, before you get into sort of your early returns on some of the rule changes, the increased size of the bases, the, the pitch clock, um, I need to know what your walk-up music would be if you were playing <laughs> at Hadlock Field in Portland. That's a tough one. It's uh, a hard question. There's so many options. Jeez, um, uh, old school DMX would be a good start. Oh, um, I yeah. like it. Uh, this is not a bleeping game, you know, and then yep. you go up and X going to give it to you. That's a yep. Uh, that's a good one. Um, so one of the things in my softball league, I don't know why I got the nickname, but someone started calling me the undertaker last year. Oh, (laughs) so I was thinking you play his theme, the theme song, you know, Uh um, and it's pretty, uh, it's pretty great theme. Basically any wrestling theme music, like stone cold. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can even go old school, like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Jazzed up, you know? Yeah. America's best friend Alex will love the DMX reference. Yep. <laughs> I thought about this a little bit and I had a hard time pulling away from Taylor Swift. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> or John Mayer. <laughs> but uh, I mean, there's two approaches to this. And I, I I mean I've gone through this when I played baseball. 
you either can go for like Adam, your approach, right? Like something like super heavy, going to hit you right out of the gate. Cause you've got, you basically need it to be, unless you're cutting up parts of the song, you've got about 10 ish, 15 seconds. So yeah. if you're just using the beginning of that song, you want it to be something that like comes in hot. You can also go weird with it. Like Gibby's talking about something unassuming, throw somebody off their game. You come up to something like <laughs> super soft and just like very docile. Yeah. And then you get in the box and you just rip one. And so I think you can go two ways about it. It depends on the mood. You only get one song. Is that the deal, Gibby? Or can you rotate Yeah, them? well, I, look, we'll, we'll cover this when we get into the postseason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can change it up. Okay. Um, but Adam, honestly, like anything that, that you saw in terms of rule changes in the first half, um, whether it was the pitch clock, base path stuff, anything that stood out or whether it was fantasy or just real life related. Yeah. Like the, um, in real life, uh, you just like, I thought I was going to be indifferent to the time clock and I honestly love it. Um, it's, it's carved a half an hour off of games and that's consistent across the board. And that's a good thing for major baseball. Uh, the injury component of it's going to be interesting to figure out. A lot of people are saying that that's causing, um, uh, the rash of injuries we've seen in the starting pitchers this year, which is mm-hmm. a little concerning if that's actually the case. Um, we've seen some slow movers like M- Manoa just fall apart. Um, yep. And it's not really clear if that is actually what's happening. Manoa is just a really uh, <clears throat> uh, out of shape guy, I guess is a way to say it, but it's fair. A lot um, of the underlying metrics of his last year <laughs> were a guy who was getting a little luckier. His, his ex-fip was a lot higher than his actual ERA. Right. And, you know, like Lance Lynn, he's a massive human as well. And so is uh-huh. he, is it conditioning related? His ERA is up over six. I mean, he's got some, he's spiking every now and then, um, but he's, uh, I don't know. You know, it's, it's hard to say. Gosman was the one who was really took a lot of time last year. And then he's been the best pitcher in baseball by quite a bit. So it's actually yep. hard to say how it's affecting them. And injury wise, it's really, you know, who knows what's actually impacting people's tendons and what snaps them. I find it hard to believe that a slightly more time or quicker uh, or less time in between pitches is causing things to all of a sudden snap tendons, but yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah. Fantasy wise, uh, just the stolen bases is just yeah, I was gonna say, crazy. Like, you look up and see 10 guys on the roster with 25 stolen bases. And you're like, what's going on? I yeah. have uh, Estri Ruiz. 43. He's got 43. Yeah. On one of my um, dynasty leagues that just, and he's carrying my, like, I don't even need stolen bases elsewhere. I just carry him. And that's basically all I need. Um, I mean, Ellie's going, Ellie's got similar pace. Like he's, he was up to 16 and he's in, been, it's like 30 games or something. It's yeah. ridiculous. I want to talk about Ellie in a little bit, but I, I want to pace myself because I'm really excited. Um, I, one of my personal favorites forever. I, I love him. Like the second I started reading about this kid before he even came up, Acuna is going to have an all time year. He's going to hit 40 plus home runs and steal like 60, 70 bases. Yeah. With us, with a strikeout rate, a strikeout to walk ratio of like one to one. Yeah, he's one of those guys, especially in, I had him in fantasy a while ago, and then he got injured, so I swapped him for Tatis, and then uh-huh. Tatis got injured. Yeah, and, and now swapped, you can't make that trade back. No, and then I swapped him for, like, Luis Robert and Max Scherzer, and then I swapped Robert for, like, some crap, and all of a sudden you've watered down the star into absolutely nothing, and uh, <laughs> it's 
it's kind of depressing to see Acuna blow up the way he is, but he's just, he's generational. <laughs> that's fantasy though. That's, that's fantasy baseball. There's like an unlimited pool of guys coming up. And we were talking about this in the uh, backstage green room football. It's the same collection of a couple guys that, that they don't come out of nowhere. There's very few guys who just show up out of nowhere that end up being like top options. Baseball is just a renewable resource. Those prospects just don't stop, but there aren't many Acunas. He's one of one. For so sure. talking about Acuna too, like we we kind of all knew the Braves were were going to be good, right? Like the um, are there any surprise teams? I know like the Rangers are a bit of a surprise, um, mm-hmm. but any other ones that have stood out in the first half in terms of like the team success um, that that you've seen, Adam? I'm looking at like from ne- next year on, like all of a sudden we're going to be looking at like a. S- series of baltimore and cincinnati world series because yeah really those are two teams that are just crushing it like with their prospects they're like they're getting the uh baltimore has done work to their stadium to make it less um hitter friendly and it's um, dividends their cincinnati's you know they have the they have a little bandbox there, but they also are really investing heavily in driveline and their pitchers are sinkers shelling. And yeah, they're, and they're, they're just really talented group of pitchers. So they have like, and they just got another good one last night in the draft. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of things to like in Cincinnati they have, but both teams, it seems like they could lose half their roster and bring up somebody that would be just as effective. Like Baltimore is just incredibly deep and um, it's terribly frightening as a Red Sox fan. So they were due. They were due. They were due. That was my question too. Like being a Red Sox fan, right? Like we'd have Adley Rutschman as our catcher and then trade him three years later when we all get excited and he starts to become like, you know, uh, Buster Posey 2.0 is, is that a concern with Baltimore? Are they going to be like moving off the Mullins guys, some of the, their, their young studs that, you know, I mean, everyone is starting to get excited about in their fan base, or are they just holding on to this and they're going to run it, like you said, for the next decade? They've got the best prospect in baseball waiting for them. They just moved them up to double A in Jackson Holiday. Yep, yep. So then what does that mean? Okay, they got Jordan Westbrook. Westbrook, they just brought up, who's hitting 20 home runs from the shortstop. Kierstad can hit. Kierstad's he's. He was out for a while, and he's back. They got Connor Norby at second. Ryan Mountcastle is coming back from injury. They've just got an endless treasure trove. They just drafted a really good player. That's pretty exciting last night too. Who's um, who's really good? And you know, and they Colby Mayo has been one of the hottest hitters in minors for the last um, three weeks. So yeah, it's just it's endless amount of resources, and their pitching isn't terrible either. They've got some interesting guys beyond Grayson Rodriguez coming up. Kyle Bradish has emerged pretty well. So uh, yeah. there's a lot to be excited for there and a lot of be, not to be scared for. Um, for yeah. Fans. Yeah. I mean, Wells seems like everything under the hood with Tyler Wells seems like he's legit. I don't know if John means is coming back or where he is in his progress, but like he was a really good pitcher. Like they are now the team that has got so many prospects that they have no choice there. If I could bet on if they trade for a starting pitcher like Lance Lynn, or Giolito, like you can just plop one of those guys on the Orioles because they can't play all these prospects. They don't have room for all of them. So they are absolutely going to have to trade for a pitcher to anchor the staff a little bit. And then they become pretty dangerous because where did they pick last night? Because they just got good. So they probably still had a pretty high pick, right? Yeah, it was in the top 15 anyway, I think. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, just thinking about the Rangers. Rangers were they had the fourth overall pick. They got maybe the best hitter in baseball, and they're already looking good. So, yeah, yeah, it's a changing of the guard a little bit. It's kind of nice to see some new teams. Since since he being good and Baltimore being good again is fun. Mix yeah. it up. So getting to Cincinnati, it was funny. I was having a conversation with uh, my brothers, and and it actually stemmed roundabout way to Cincinnati, but we were talking about um, top, we were talking about Manny Ramirez. And then we were talking about top five hitters in our lifetime. And there's Bonds, there was Manny, there was Trout we had to include. And where do A-Rod and Pujols fit? But the one that like, there's no debate about, and that is like a constant and has probably the highest approval rating for fans that are outside of the city he played in is Ken Griffey Jr. And mm. I don't know if it's the swing. <laughs> and I and it wasn't like he was this monstrous human being. Like he had that. 50 I know what it is. I can tell what you is exactly. it? I'm curious. I can like, tell you exactly what it is. It was those things you mentioned, but it was also he never got in the trouble. He never like ran his mouth. He never was a jerk. He didn't give anybody a reason to feel a certain way about him. They just watched him play baseball and he was so smooth, soft-spoken, did his job, carried the team when he needed to, played good defense, easy guy to like, not inflammatory in any way. Like that's why he's beloved. And he just had, like he, like you said, he wasn't explicit in how he promoted himself, but he had a swagger like few oh, people yeah. back then. Yeah. Like he just crush the ball and he'd sit there and stare at it. And uh-huh. just everyone just watch it with him because he was just so, yeah. it was so natural and perfect. And it was perfect from the outset. He's just one of those guys that came up and didn't have, didn't like blink at being a major leaguer at the age of 19. He just crushed it and he was crushed it until he was well, almost 40. Right. Yeah. And most beautiful swing in, oh. like, in, in our history, or at least like in 41 years that I've, I've watched. I mean, his lo- that logo of his swing is like akin to Jordan on Nikes. Like that's yeah. literally what it looks like, not to throw that out there, that comp, but both Nike guys. So, it makes so sense. the swagger is not that dissimilar, honestly. No. And Jordan was a little bit more in your face, but he was more like in your face in the basketball sense and yep. just sport related yep. than Yep. Griffin probably would have been the same way if he was playing basketball, but it's so I don't know. I don't know if it was Buck Showalter or or if it was Bobby Valentine. So apologies Bobby. to whoever it wasn't. But like, I think the one negative thing that came out was like Buck Showalter didn't like that he wore his hat backwards. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Man, everyone turned their hat backwards. Yeah, yeah, right. Like he was the only <laughs> guy doing it. Oh, yeah. Um, the the MLB the fitted hats with the little logo on the top, so you can just yeah backwards. And- <laughs> Yeah. So just slightly askew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I say that because we gotta we gotta touch on the red. So we've been waiting for Ellie. I mean, this is something. This is exciting. Like I'm actually tuning in. I'm one that watches maybe two innings of baseball until the playoffs. It's kind of like my hockey regimen. Um, but I see like, oh my gosh, Ellie's up in like the next inning. Uh he's betting third the next thing. I'm watching. Um, Adam, give me some context. Like, how exciting is this? What is the the ceiling for him? I'm not sure we've seen someone with this ceiling, and it's not like Acuna. Acuna is not like a like if he hits those numbers, that's great. But we just haven't seen anyone do it like him. He plays at a speed that is just completely unnatural um, because he's just. 
everything he's doing, whether he's running or hitting, like he's hitting 117 mile per hour bombs or over the like into deep the in river. Yeah, into the river. And he's stealing three bases in like a matter of like 45 seconds and like just cruising home. And they didn't have a shot when he did it the other night. Every night he's just doing something different. He caught one like Willie May style the other day, just backing up on it. Um, he's just, he's just incredible. And he's one of those guys that I always targeted in my fantasy leagues because he didn't, he was never challenged to the point that he struggled and yeah. it didn't matter what level they put him on. And when you see that people, it's like one Soto, Mike Trout, they just come in and they don't, no one stops them. And when you get to the major leagues, you can just assume no one can stop them. Yep. Corbin Carroll is sort of similar. He just had some injuries mixed in with them, but yep. you know, he just, he's flash everywhere, but he's also, he's got the swagger too. I mean, he's already, you know, yeah. he's, he's like a, he's like a, he's kind of his, his batted ball skills remind me a lot of Manny. Like just the contact that he makes, the loud, hard contact, like exit yeah. velocities. Like I was, I saw something the other day on Twitter reminded me of it. It was Manny Ramirez's first hit ever, and I think it was in Toronto, maybe. And he just ripped a ball. Like for it was Cleveland, and he was like so nineteen years old. Like that kind of contact. A Rod made that kind of contact. Like the sound off those guys' bats was just a little different. He's he's exciting for sure. So it's we might really... be seeing an old timer. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean health. Obviously, like a million different things could happen, right? But yeah, yeah. But he's got the skill set for it for sure. Like we haven't seen anybody like this in a while. No, and that whole team's just exciting too. Like we're talking, like they're they've got a great mixture of just like grinders and like Matt McLean, and yep. you know they've got deal. Yep. But yeah, and Hunter Green's just like almost as exciting as Ellie. It's just he just not he just rears back and hits 103 with ease and yeah, yeah. no command they've just been, they've just done a great job like drafting and it's exciting to see what they'll turn into and um sort of like a well-constructed dynasty if you got everyone sort of like created you pick them all up at the right time and then you get them you pace it correctly and you get some depth all of a sudden you've built like this team that can't be stopped and if they yep. coordinate their even do a partially as good job as Atlanta has done with their contracts. Yeah. You, know, you could be seeing a dynasty. Yep. The Rays, that's the Rays blueprint, right? Pay those guys early and hope that it hits the Braves. Yeah. I don't know how the Braves fall off. They're just loaded all the way through. Both so Maddie, wh- why isn't major league baseball like in our face with advertising, marketing, Ellie, and Cincinnati. I know ESPN is doing their best with Cincinnati, but like, why isn't Major League Baseball just pumping this out right now? So, Major League Baseball has always struggled outside of like the Maguire Sosa frenzy yeah. because there's so many games. There's a hundred. So, there not only are there, so there's a few things. Not only are there 162 games, their television contracts are a joke. There's like seven different variations across the country based off of different providers. Like yeah. the way they black teams out, the way that they make it difficult for fans of, of other markets to see guys that might be exciting on other teams. Like they just don't get it. And they don't market very well because it's like an old man's game and they don't really change all that much. And 
Right. So they just don't like, it's just, I told you this other night, Gibby, like the NHL also can't figure it out. The NFL doesn't count. Like it, it's in its own stratosphere yeah, at this point. They can like, do whatever they want. And you're still going to be yeah. able to figure out where Mahomes is playing and when. Outlier, outlier. They crush every element of it. People are obsessed. There's yeah. literally like a month a year. People don't care about football tops. It's insane. But the NBA's figured it out. So there's no reason that the NHL and the, M- and the uh, MLB cannot. They just don't care to change because there's no reason to. Like they have all this legacy money. They've got these franchises that are worth a ton, but they don't care if you can or can't see the game where you live. And that's people get frustrated. They'll just. Well, they'll insane. Like, I got excited opening day. I tried yeah. to watch the Red Sox game in the background while I was working or whatever, because it was a one o'clock game. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Nesson, sure, I'll find it on. And, you know, everyone, not everyone, but people aged 30 to or 50 and, and younger are cutting cord, they're cutting cable. And I was like, wait, it's not on YouTube TV or I I need to pay an extra subscription to Nesson? What's going on here? Like, and again, to your point. It took me like an hour to yeah. get Nesson. That to your like, point, if you wanted to do that for the NBA, League Pass. League Pass crushes yeah. it. You can see anything you want anywhere and you'll get the Celts at home. They can MLB's like extra innings doesn't work right. Like they just don't, they can't figure out the little things that make it super easy for a fan to just find a game and watch it a little bit. It's well, I have like, yeah, I mean, like the red zone for baseball yeah, right. shouldn't be that difficult. No. Like, I would love to just spend a night watching, okay, oh, Josh comes up, Ellie Dela yeah. Cruz is up. Yeah. Um, this is a big yeah. in the inning. Here comes yeah. Kinley. He's about to knock knock down the entire heart of the Yankee lineup. And, yeah. like, they could easily do it. Like, but uh, Felix Bautista comes in to close out the two, three, four hitters for the blue Jays, like with a one run lead. I want to see that. I want to watch that yeah. inning. Like 10 o'clock, hard. like at 10 yeah. o'clock, you have five games that are on and there's, you know, Adam Leach is hosting yeah. this program and he's bouncing around like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'd watch it. The I'd Reds are down it. two runs with runners on second and third. Let's tune in. They'd find <laughs> a way to create this and then put it behind a paywall that nobody can get through. And then no one would see it anyway. <laughs> like that would be well, so MLB. It hurts. And and not give um, one night in Pinehurst uh, oh. credit, right? Right. <laughs> it's too bad. It's there's insane. just so many good young players. Like this, you know, that hasn't expanded in a long time. Each of these rosters are really condensed. There's a few crap teams, but like most of them are just figured it out by now. And there's so many like good. Every team has a good player that you want to watch. Besides maybe yeah. Oakland, but. Well, I was explaining that to someone. I was like, look, Mike Trout could walk in to this restaurant and 70% of the people in the restaurant wouldn't know who he is. They'd be like, oh, that's a, that looks like a really athletic gentleman. <laughs> not, not one of the 10 best players of the last 50 years. Like, no. but, um, but it's bad. It's so bad. is it the Reds? Are the Reds and the Orioles the ones that are going to save not save baseball, but like get people excited about baseball. Um, like at least in new England, we were 20 years ago. Um, I mean, there's other teams, like those two teams are definitely there. I think the Rangers, um, okay. Adam mentioned earlier, they could, they've got the pieces and they've got the, the young players to, to make a little bit of a leap there. The Marlins are always kind of lurking because they are loaded with prospects too. the right kinds of prospects, pitching prospects, because hitting prospects, you can draft a guy in the top 10 who's a four-year starter from Tennessee and you'll plug him right in the lineup. Pitchers take a little bit longer to yeah. make their way through. Um, 
Braves going to be there. I think the Mariners have a decent shot because they've they've done pretty well with their farm system really as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then Cleveland always has a pretty good system too, so they're in the mix. And it took the Red Sox a few years, but they've built theirs back up. It's a top fifteen system now, so I don't that, know. There's, yeah. there's, Diamondbacks are really good. Their their yep. system is good, and they're actually already competing really well. Yeah, and actually, you know, Nationals look like crap right now, but their farm system—if you, you can build a—you can build a a really interesting future roster just looking at what they've done in the draft. And well, they yeah. just got the. I mean, if there's not a better name for baseball, like Dylan Cruz plays center field, um, <laughs> there's zero percent chance he fails. Yeah, um, yeah, I. I I buy stock early. Um, Adam, you were in on Julio Rodriguez very early. Uh, any chance he doesn't win the home run derby tonight? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, his, his swing isn't naturally built for that. I could see someone like uh, Adolis like just crushing it and then yeah. okay. being complete crap the rest of the season. But that guy's just like full of muscles and uppercuts and like, I, I love him. I, he's one, he's one of the great stories that actually people should be talking about. Cause he was out of baseball, basically came up, but then nowhere a couple of years ago and last yeah. year, pretty good season this year. He's just like everyone. And especially in the fantasy community wanted to get rid of him and just say he's yeah. his metrics stink, but he strikes out a lot. Yeah. Right. But that's okay. I mean, it's okay. If you hit 25 bombs in the first half of the season. Right. And he's just clutch. He's clutch all over. He's, yep. and he's perfect for that Texas team that I don't know. Texas is doing something too. They just, they found, they keep finding pieces like Leotis and Ezekiel yeah. Duran and they just guys keep popping up and they can get their pitching set. They'll be in good shape too. They have a lot of bats in the system that they could flip if they need to for pitchers. If they're those trades don't happen, I wish they did. But what those teams, what Texas did well, Baltimore did well. And now you're seeing Cincy and other teams like it do well is you get a couple of veterans that nobody wants. You sign them to a one year, $10 million deal. You rehab them. You make them valuable relievers. You make them valuable. And then you swap them for some teams, fifth, seventh and ninth best best prospect. And you just roll the dice. And if one of those guys hits, you're in good shape. So the Rangers did a pretty good job of that over, over time. Well, we're seeing actually something really unique in the Yale East too. I mean, you don't, you don't see a full, um, division of uh, above 500 in yeah yeah really i mean yeah. the entire central is under 500 i think i think cleveland is actually at 500 but um boston's in the cellar and they're they have the they're 48 43 best. yeah I, I remember sending you the the show yeah. notes on friday and i'm like how do we fix the red sox adam and i'm like maybe they don't need like drastic they're not they're not competing this year, but the farm system will have them they're in a position. Though uh, they're interesting, and yeah, you know, it, uh, well, they're hitting the ball. Uh, yeah, and they're only a game out of the third wild card spot. Um, That's as of right now, but Wei would make it sound like they're forty five games under five hundred. <laughs> they're so spoiled. That's what, we go over this all the time. It's yeah. people are the scope is gone. You've seen enough progress from. In, in, important positions this year that you could actually have some hope for next year um this year it's not that it's terrible it's just one of those years we don't really expect them to do much but the guy that drafted last night is a really good catcher I, he should have yep. been top 10 and he went dropped to us to 14 so you know that seems like one of the major we- spots of weakness before yesterday then you have cassis um at first who's 
coming on. He's just mm-hmm. he's a little slow to it, but he's, yep. he's definitely getting better. You got Story, Mayer up the middle, Devers in the corner. You got him locked up for a while. Yoshida looks pretty good. Verdugo's not bad. Jaron Duran has been enlightening this year. I he, can't believe that one because he couldn't hit lefties. And I was sort of like, all right, he's just one of those guys. But I thought he was Jackie Bradley Jr., but now he might not be. No, he's uh, he's electric out there. And um, yeah. and with the stolen base rules, you know, he could continue to exploit that. And really, the pitching's been not bad. Bellow. have been, Yeah. Bellow's good. Pedro said in the offseason that he thought Bellow was their best pitcher. And I was like, that perked me up. I was like, okay, that's yeah. he's not saying that just to say it. It's not. But you're, act- way. you're actually seeing enough from Tanner Hulk and Garrett Whitlock. Yep. They actually be excited yep. by them, too. Yep. Cutter Crawford is actually he'd be. Yep. I wouldn't have a problem at all going the next season with him as our fifth starter. So okay. there's something to to be to look forward to. And uh, Chris playing until he got injured again, but. Crawford? I don't know. Yeah. Probably not. I bet oh. you Dagan has him. <laughs> they, 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 it's the same formula. They started to draft a little bit better and they just kind of waited it out. I mean, the, the, they're loaded. I mean, they got a ton of outfielders in the system. They got infielders. They don't have a lot of pitching in the system. No. But if they, if they bring up a bunch of hitters, you can go buy pitchers. You can buy them, and they're the team that could buy them. So they can you can turn around pretty quick with that strategy. Yeah, and they've got a couple interesting guys, um, um, like Wilkelman, Wilkelman Gonzalez, so mostly in yeah. the low levels. But there's yep. there's guys out there that are sort of interesting. Perales, Perales is it looks like he could have some spice. Yep, yep, yep. yep. There's a, there's a few guys out there, but um, like you said, you they they didn't suddenly get. get go broke, you know, they can buy pitchers. It's just a matter of um, if you can get the rest of it working, then, you know, yep. there's a lot to look forward to. It is kind of a kick in the teeth to see the years that of all the JD, Kimbrel, even like Tommy Pham, Michael Waka's like Cy Young level, like Matt. Sprint, they they Matt knew Sprint, they weren't going to pay Ivaldi. They knew they weren't going to pay him. Oh, that was a miss. You trade him at the just deadline trade. last year. Just you could have gotten some teams. Matter. Second, third best prospect. prospect. No, better. There wasn't a lot of yeah. arms like him available. They don't come available very often. Like, look at the contract he got. All they got was a, would they get a comp pick? Yeah. Yeah. Which well, that's what I wonder if we'll get, if uh, Haim will even be around to see any of the success that's, um, right. That's being built now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple inter- international guys coming next year that could be really interesting and they, they'll be in on, I bet. So they're in on this Japanese um, import coming in too. The, I think he's a, I think he's an out, he might be a pitcher. It could be like an Otani type combo, but they're one of like nine teams in the mix there too, I, I guess. I noticed that in the draft, there are like four or five guys in the top 20 picks that they're like, oh yeah, he also throws 99, yeah. um, but he just logged like 33 home runs. So I think we're going to see more of that. Um, well, I mean, maybe not like to Otani's extent, but well, um, where's that's actually a good. Let's 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 pause on that, Adam. What's yeah. he? What is he gonna get for a deal? Is that deal gonna surpass five hundred million? And where's he ending up next year? Because I can't imagine he stays in L.A. That place is a disaster. He wants to win. He might stay in L.A., but he's going the other side. Yeah, that's they're the saving year. their money. I mean, that's mm-hmm. they. There's always money in that banana stand. Yeah, and they purposely moved some money off so yeah it wouldn't surprise me at all to have them end up in dodgers and just stay there people would hate that people would hate it so much Uh, but you know there could be 600 million dollars in there i mean what how valuable would he be just as a hitter 
you know, and then you can t- consider that he could also be a pitcher. He takes up one roster spot. I mean, that's why I'm like, yeah, he goes CBS league that um, Gibby and I are in. He's just like, we were ta- talking one point, like how, at what point do you let him go? Cause it's a salary cap league. I mean, $75 maybe in a two ninety um cap. It's like, I don't even think he almost, can. There's almost no limit to how valuable he is just because he's so good at both. And, yep. Um, he's just that we're seeing something really unique and special there. I think it's 750 million. I think it's 750 million, like a billion. Why not? Well, yeah. Deal. I think it really is. I think it's a three quarter of a billion dollar deal to either the Yankees or well, the Dodgers. Who's his agent? His agent is not a, like a classic Rosenhaus type guy, right? Isn't it a smaller? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think we can I, help him with that. We can get Rick on that. Oh, we could easily get Rick fired <laughs> up for that. Yeah. No, I think he's his agent is like a he's a no name. It's a, yeah. it's a guy who like hasn't made his mark yet. I don't think out there isn't a lot of clients. So he's going to be trying to make some generational right. wealth out of this deal. LA yeah. would be stupid to even not. Yeah. Just to dump it all and just let him have yeah. whatever it means. Socks could be in the mix too. Same reasons yeah. you just described. They're not spending any money. Maybe they have this plan. Who knows? Like he's yeah, also he's one of the most likable personalities. Like you'll see, like, I know we don't see a lot of it because he, uh, his English is not perfect. Yeah. But it's like just the love of the game. Like you just don't see it as out there as often, especially with the international players, you don't see that much personality in how they play. And he's just like, he looks like a little kid that's just like, he's one of those, you know, kids that just go out that went out there and was your star pitcher, star shortstop, and just loved playing and made everyone better and everyone just a great clubhouse person that. You couldn't make a more perfect player. So I don't see why he wouldn't set a record. And then everyone has to fall under that record contract for quite a while. You could see like the disappointment in him last year during the home run derby, actually, when he like just ran out of gas and he was trying to put on a show. He knew how many people were watching both like domestically and internationally. And he ran out of gas and was like upset about it, visibly upset. Um, So, you know, it's, I think the game's in great hands with guys like Julio Rodriguez and and um, Otani, and we talked about Ellie. Like this is an exciting time that I think we had a little bit of a lull post, like I don't know, post Red Sox being awesome um, for a decade or so, and, yeah. and maybe it's just my local bias, but uh, I I think I just tinfoil hatted myself into Otani coming to Boston next year. Do you want to hear how I connected those dots? <laughs> yes, get there. Get so there. they traditionally have spent in Japan and it had Japanese players here who have had success, have been loved, like yeah. D- Dice K, guys like that who like so there's a framework there of like we we're pretty good with that. Uh they haven't spent a dime in 2 years. They signed a guy who he played a bunch with in Yoshida already last year as like somebody who could be here like it wouldn't be crazy to think that some of these moves are like set up a they nice freed up foundation. The, they freed right? up the DH spot. Yep. Like who knows? Like they got the money. They haven't been spending it. And they all those other things, like they will be in the mix for sure. They'll be one of the top three teams to to probably get. Oh, and if they make a move towards the deadline, like uh-huh. to try and sneak into that third wild card spot, like look, yep. we made the playoffs without you. Yep. 
with you were in there. This is exciting. All right. Wow, we just got Otani to Boston. We got Otani. It took us two (laughs) minutes. We fixed fixed the marketing conundrum for Major League Baseball. Somebody get Uh, Manfred to call us. We'll do it. The NHL can can also thank us for piggybacking on our plan. Um, so no, they don't get it. So I think we fixed baseball, which is great. I, I don't think you needed a ton of fixing. Baseball's not going anywhere. It's one of the most enjoyable sports to actually watch, especially in person. Like at any age, I, I have you know kids that were playing softball and t-ball, and one of my favorite things was the fields were back to back. The outfields were back to back, and I got to like watch from center field and then watch from uh, you know the behind the plate, and it is such an enjoyable experience. Um, Adam, another enjoyable experience is Congdon's After Dark. But before we get there, uh, you made Sunday morning fantastic yesterday. Um, we, you know, that I was up at five forty-five a.m. and there was a line out the door. Probably about a hundred people at Congdon's Donuts um, by six oh five, but you guys moved through it in fifteen minutes. It was amazing. Um, so uh, kudos to the staff. But tell us a little bit about what's going on at Congdon's After Dark this summer. Uh, we got a great. We've actually this is probably my favorite group of food trucks that we've had. The okay. next seven years running, and I'm the one that goes after them and tries to get new ones and I organize them and help select them. I do most of the selecting and this is just such a good group of just interesting food and, um, and just great people that are running it. So it's uh, that it makes it for uh, every time you go there, it's just going to be something good and different, but we got live music. We spread it. We expanded this year to get Thursday through Sunday. We have live music five to eight when it's not raining. Uh, we've got fundraisers every Tuesday, um, yep, 10% Tuesday, Tuesday. Yep. Tied, uh, so every 10% goes to every, um, to the nonprofit organization that week. We've got car shows on Mondays. Um, not tonight cause it's raining of course, but there's a lot of different, uh, components of the park that just is right now. It's just, we've been, we, we continue to make, try to make it better every year. And, We've added more lighting and uh, tried to do different things with uh, with the parking. And uh, we got new beers. Barreled Souls made a new stout with, for us this year with our chocolate cream donuts. We've got nice. our blonde donuts. Um, we've always got a nice um, nice uh, backups of uh, some great breweries like uh, Bissell and um, you know Main Lunch and all these great breweries. We um, we just we've because we focused in on main craft beer, we have just a, you know, we have a lot of main breweries that want to be part of the, uh, the, the beer garden and the food truck park. And it makes it for a great environment. Plus it gets, we have a lot of visitors and a lot of them don't know what they're ordering. They just know they don't have any other options when they go there. So they have to try some of these local brews and it's, um, and it exposes uh, a lot of these new, like we have small brewers that are sort of emerging, like Definitive and Bellflower. Okay. They're just great breweries that you need to know more about. Barreled Souls has sort of grown out of that too. So yep. um, it's it's just a great environment. And, um, you know, it's like you said, it sort of works like clockwork now. It's just um, people know when to come and, it, and it's... Um, it's just exciting every night. It's just like a, it's just like a, like a small fair that just restarts every night. What's um, 
so I know you can't name favorites in terms of food trucks, but if you're, you know, like, oh, I got off work, I'm going to head over to the park, um, and you haven't eaten since breakfast, uh, <laughs> what is your go-to? Did we not uh, ask this truck? of him the first time he was on? Did I, we miss? I don't know if we did, and it's been like nine months. You asked me what my favorite donut was, and I said I didn't have them because I didn't. Yeah, you didn't like yes. donuts. Or okay, didn't but we didn't hit him with the gas station. Okay, I just want to make no, sure. No, we didn't not- hit him with the food truck. Oh well, true. Also true. Yeah. Okay. My sister gave me a bunch of crap for saying I don't eat donuts, but <laughs> um, but food trucks are different. There's always something good there. We had a we have a food truck that came from Vermont. Just they do fried chicken, and they have like these fried chick buffalo chicken egg rolls that are just oh. fantastic oh, my God. oh and like we have this place bubba fries that was in north northboro yeah. right? they um they have a new truck this year so we we brought them in we got this place called cheese the day that does this like braised short rib cheese grilled cheese sandwich that's just amazing i can go there and just find a new truck every <laughs> yeah you could go somewhere different every single day and have a fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's yeah. asking you to pick your favorite child. Like, <laughs> is that is there Hoss, any- Hoss and Mary's? Like, they're always something oh. good. Like, I like I love their East Street Meets West Burger. It's got yes, with the crab rangoon filling. filling, and oh. yeah. Ugh. Have I, we discussed I with a salad today, and I'm starving now. Have we discussed? Uh, has it been discussed by anybody? Uh, is there a room for George's to slide up and, and make an appearance, Gibby? Do we need to facilitate? We've talked to them uh, okay. since, since they started. They actually bought the food truck yep. of uh, fish and chips that used to that came with us our first year, and they ah. uh, we, so they bought it for them from them, and they've been using it since then. But they um they uh I haven't been able to get him here, and he, we've talked about it a few times. He's just he's We're doing gonna, well there. They're opening up. Uh, well, and they just opened up a rotation. Yeah, so it's it's hard. Like we, we'll get it done. We'll there's a lot of good Portland ones up there, like Falafel Mafia. We've had they're really they're great, but they have everyone that has like Ed. We've had the Mr. Tuna. Um, he's Jordan there. He's he's great. It's just it's hard for a lot of the Portland trucks to come down. It's yeah, yeah, not surprising, but yeah, especially over yeah. the summer. But um, yeah. So uh, spoiler alert: um, someone we just mentioned will be on next week as well. So a little teaser. Uh, you'll hear from from them. But um, I did notice when I looked at the schedule, there are openings on Fridays and Saturdays in August for uh, musicians. <laughs> <laughs> Trifecta. We'll get all. We'll plug Gibby in. We'll get them to Congdon's window. So, I'm not trying to like, you know, leave some bait out there for you, but. Um, Do I have to pay him? Because No, not, no, he'll play no, for free. Get, yeah, yeah, he'll play, this guy will play for free. <laughs> yeah, you just got to pay him in gin and tonics and he's going to be, he's going to give you everything you need. All right, sounds good. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not sure if you'll have the same crowd that you have on like a Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. before you open <laughs> in December, but. But no, in all seriousness, um, you guys are incredible in, in everything you do, both for the community and uh, Adam, this is awesome to talk baseball. I'm getting excited now. I'm like, all right, when is this home run derby starting? And do we yeah. have Berman? Is Berman doing it? Is he? I don't know. Oh, let me check on that. I think he might be the only one collecting a paycheck from ESPN right now. (laughs) (laughs) Even just for a few back, 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 back. Right, right. People never get tired of those. Um, Um, I can't can't tell. 
And, uh, and we'll talk backstage about our uh, presenting sponsor, Sterling Street Brewery, uh-huh. who do have part-time residents in Wells, although that's not where their brewery is. I know you're focused on main brewers, but we'll, make it work. Um, we'll, we'll at least get you a four-pack to sample. Yeah, um, yeah. We're always brokering something. <laughs> that was a good start. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, thank you so much. Maddie, uh, it's baseball season. Everyone enjoy uh, yeah. and have a great night. Thanks, boys. Thanks, guys.